Good day. You're listening to Radio Lhara. I'm Stefan Christophe in Montreal, and this is my monthly artist interview for the station. Each month I feature a conversation with an artist um, that explores the intersections of art and activism in their work. This month, for August 2023, I'm going to be sharing a conversation that I recorded with Aidan Gert. Aidan is a musician and specifically a percussionist, also does a lot of electronic music. Aidan is one of the founders and is a member of Godspeed, You Black Emperor. I recorded this conversation with Aidan for also a zine that is based in Sofia, Bulgaria. Um, it's an anarchist punk uh, noise music zine. And I had the audio, so I thought it would be good to share it here on Radio Hara. Godspeed You Black Ember, of course, is an internationally celebrated group that is known for their support of social activism and their experimentations of long format orchestral music that uh, includes strings and percussion and large swells, um, a lot of emotional landscapes. And Aiden's been a part of that since the start. So it's really a pleasure to share this interview today with Aiden Gert, musician, drummer, um, and also has produced a lot of electronic music. And um, here is our exchange for Radio Alhara. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm Stefan Christophe in Montreal, and I'll talk to you next month. I first came across you and your work in the knowing that you were involved in the anarchist bookstore in Montreal, um, and um, also that you played in a band, uh, Godspeed. You also had a solo project. So... I guess sometimes, you know, these things for people aren't connected, but I guess my first question is, could you talk about um, how like autonomous spaces and sort of anarchist influence spaces were important for you in like becoming uh, a musician and, and, and finding sort of the confidence to express yourself in music? Um... Um, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if they were necessarily connected. You know what I mean? I mean, I was always going to make music. And it's more that my politics were, were, were part of everything I was doing. You know what I mean? Like, when I was working as a dishwasher at a for at some crappy company at a cake factory um my politics were engaged with that as well you know what i mean so making music was also engaged in that kind of way too if if that makes sense the spaces themselves were part of this of the politics but not necessarily part of the music making uh, i would say um, at least when I when I started, in in that time period, there were other parts of my life where it was, uh, I guess, um, 
but really, yeah, I mean, the bookstop was a bookshop. It sold books. There was very little music making being made there. Um, um, and autonomous spaces were always part of things uh, from when I was really from when I was about 17 I went to Europe for six months and particularly got blown away by Hafen von Strauss in Hamburg and some of the Italian stuff and was really inspired by what people were doing in Europe at that point and I came back uh, energized that way and uh, shortly after that I moved to Minneapolis and became part of this scene that was happening there in the early 90s and uh, I really loved uh, all the stuff was going on down there autonomous spaces the music scene the uh, uh, the culture the housing co-ops the the food co-ops the uh, Hard Times Cafe, all these things were super inspiring to me. And uh, I remember coming back to Montreal, which was a city I loved and still love, and uh, being disappointed because there wasn't too much of that sort of stuff going on. And so we went to work and got to work on things to do that. Whether it influenced the music, it it, uh, it did in that... You know, we were always looking for new ways, I suppose, and new models. But whether it, it interacted with it directly, it's not, you know, we weren't actually practicing there or playing shows there, if you know what I mean. Does that make sense? Thanks for sharing all that. Um, there's um, an idea, I think, that's pretty... Um, pretty um strong which is like the influence and the impact of say an info shop um or um you know the sustaining of a collective uh venue um catacombs in montreal could be one example or or leaks before that uh cafe chaos at one point uh there's quite a few um tuski these places um are sort of seen as very marginal and maybe there's some sort of mainstream discourses that see them as cute, but not necessarily as having a, a profound influence on a, a, quite a few people's lives. Uh, and also the sense of what's possible in a society. Um, do you have any thoughts about that? Well, totally. I mean, what I did learn from that, from that period and of working various collectives was just how to how to run a collective and, and the problems you come up with when you are in a collective with a bunch of people, a lot of them are quite similar. And these things have been, have come up within Godspeed and I've felt better prepared for it for sure myself personally, perhaps better prepared than other people in the band even really because I had a bunch of experience with it. But in terms of working as a collective, it's, it's a different set of skill sets um, and I had those skill sets. So when I mean those skill sets, it's a way of like, uh, making, making decisions collaboratively of, uh, keeping meetings moving, which can be a struggle in collectives for sure. Uh, 
keeping meetings focused and uh, holding people accountable for doing things they promised to do. Um, and also dealing with the big problem of, uh, you know, some people's voices are stronger than others' voices in a, in a collective. It's something that all collectives come across, I believe. And so I had a lot of experience with that before, and that, that's been useful within the, the Godspeed Black Emperor context, I think, too. Um, and we've managed to pull it off over 20, how many years is this? I don't know, 25, 30 years of making music as a collective. Um, and we've managed to do that. It's not perfect. <laughs> I've yet to see a perfect collective yet. I think I'd be scared of a perfect collective or something. someone would be hiding something if you actually saw that. But uh, we do our meetings, roll along. We make decisions. We go around the world playing shows, and uh, we do it. Despite uh, a lot of pressure, from outside forces, especially with something like Godspeed, which is something that has a fair amount of money flying around it. There's a lot of people looking for leaders and that sort of thing. Um, but we've managed to do it. So in that way, there is a direct, you're right, there is a direct link between autonomous spaces and what we do as a band and how I operate within that band. And uh, yeah. And it's not a skill set that, that's given to us in this world. You know, we're, we're raised in this competitive world. Uh, you go to school, you have a teacher telling you what to do. Uh, you know, a hierarchical setup, uh, often based on the, the power that came from before. Uh, white male power, generally, which uh, I do have. And uh, it's a question of... Um, um, yeah dealing with those kind of uh, situations and having imagining a new way of working, I guess, and dealing with all the different, you know, uh, things that come with having working together for long periods of time with eight or nine people. Some of them, well, all of you, them you love, some of them uh, you're closer to than others, but uh, we all work together on this project. Uh, and we somehow try, somehow miraculously get around the world or whatever and play shows um, without um, too crazy amounts of drama, which is uh, one of our strengths, I think. Also, musically, too, we've always worked that way, too. So the music of Godspeed is eight people's vision in a way, and it's influenced by the eight, eight people in a way, and uh, I think that you can hear that in our band, in that there's eight different record collections going on. I can often, I know I'll often hear a band somewhere, and and I can guess what the record collect the four or five records that the uh, one or two people that are writing all the songs are listening to, but within Godspeed, it's a little more diffuse. And I think that's part of our strengths as a band is that there's so many different things going on um, because of the eight collective people's uh, musical tastes and interests that it kind of comes together and into this thing that, you know, it, it is Godspeed, you Black Emperor. So it has a, you know, there's a template. The songs are long. There's no singer. They usually start quiet usually get quite loud 
the tempo speeds up, sometimes it slows down, but um, outside of uh, those broad strokes, it's, uh, there's quite a lot of different things going on. Thanks for sharing all that. Back to this idea of like the influence of, you know, collective anarchist inspired initiatives or spaces on society, like, you know, a lot of profound changes that are unfolding or in, or in process or ideas that have become very uh, important to mainstream political debate, like, you know, challenging the colonial nature of the Canadian nation state, for example. If you go to the early 2000s in an info shop, these sorts of ideas uh, were very prominent, you know, in terms of supporting indigenous struggles, uh, in terms of supporting the idea of like a fluidity of gender, and thinking about trans uh, um, identity and, 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 and supporting, uh, um, you know, movements against gender-based violence, um, all these sort of thinking critically about wealth inequality on, on a structural level, like all these ideas were, were, were very present for a very long time. Now, they, now they're being discussed more in mainstream uh, for, um, spaces, but there's not a lot of systemic change happening to address these, but at least there's conversations going on. So just any thoughts about like, because you were in those spaces at that time, and now these ideas being talked about more broadly. So it, what it seems to me is that that shows there's a relation, there's an impact. These spaces do, I mean, it's not just in these spaces that these ideas um, are found or emerged, of course, but um, they do have an influence, it seems, and they're not just cute or interesting. No, for sure, for sure. Um, and also... Even within those autonomous spaces in the 90s, early 90s, late 80s, a lot of these concepts were also argued quite a lot about. Some of the stuff was a little bit before my, my time. I'm, I'm 52, but people a little bit older than me have told me quite a lot about, for instance, at the bookshop in Montreal, there was quite a lot of discussion about what to do about, uh, you know, when the Oka crisis happened, how to approach basically indigenous nationalism, which is there was an element of that within what happened uh, in the Oka crisis when you're an anarchist, right? Which is like, a, it's a, there's a little bit of a adjusting that people had to do, especially since within Montreal, people spent so many times, so many decades arguing about nationalist politics in terms of Quebec nationalism or whatever, and whether it's a good thing or not. And uh, it was a struggle for some people to 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 actually give that up and to support uh, the Mohawk people in 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 what happened within the Oka crisis, which is uh, Ganastage. Um, it was also a struggle when uh, when um, when the first people came, uh, like transgender people, showed up within the bookshop too. There was quite a struggle about how to handle that, uh, a, a lot of the same debates that are happening now in terms of how to be inclusive and all that sort of stuff. And it was, uh, it was a challenge, but also we were able to adjust and to think critically about our own points of view. And uh, in that sense, 
yeah, it, it's it's played out, I guess, in a way, and it, I feel like it's shown that it's true what what we were talking about back then has has got stronger. Um, indigenous autonomy and uh, whatnot. That politics is stronger than it's ever been in Canada. Um, the whole tr- transgender thing is, is uh, in a lot different place than it was 30, 40 years ago. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, capitalism is still there and hardly really talked about. Um, and I think that's an important aspect of things. Uh, I think it's, it's important to not lose track of the fact that capitalism can always adjust to, you know, it was hard for capitalism to adjust to gay men, for instance, but it has, you know, it's not... <laughs> Uh, it was hard to adjust to cannabis, but it has, you know. Um, but um, let's see, I lost my train of thought. Um, um, well, that's okay. I can jump in. Is yeah. That cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, I remember. I remember the first time that I interacted with you was, I, I, I think I've mentioned this to you before, maybe not, but I remember the first time I interacted with you was a very raw day for me, I, at least how, where I was at on that day, because I learned that Carlo Giuliani was shot in Italy at the G8 protests. And yeah, and I remember just this this really emotive time because that was about three months after the mass protests in maybe three and a half months in Quebec City against the free trade area of the Americas and I don't remember how it came about but somebody mentioned that you played in Godspeed and I just thought it was great that you know that members of bands were joining these protests I I had always had the impression that um these were, you know, the experience at that time was that these were very, mar- they, in my mind, were very like sort of radical spaces, these protests, these anti-capitalist protests that, um, you know, I'd been, to, I'd, I'd seen shows from your band. So what I, what I was connecting in my mind, I was like, there's a lot of people who listen to this band that might not know about this protest. And it's great to see that uh, members of this band think that this protest is important because in the moment like that, I think I was probably nine, I was 19. You feel like very, like, cause you've dedicated your life to this organizing process against corporate globalization or colonial capitalist globalization. And you feel very like, it feels good to see somebody else in with you, right? Like that, that is also doing other stuff, if you know what I mean. So I'm just sharing that was like one of the mo- first times I, I interacted with you. Do you remember this, this protest, like outside of the Italian consulate at all? Like in general? I just remember thinking at the time that that was like, you know, the whole anti-globalization movement was on a trajectory. And uh, it seemed like the logical conclusion was that they were going to pull out guns and start shooting people. And that's what happened. Yeah. Could you expand on that a bit more? Like what you what you thought? You know, the people in charge of this world, they can 
adjust to some things, but, but if you threaten capitalism or the basics of capitalism, this economic system, uh, they're going to push back and they're not going to give up the privilege that they have. And that's what the role of the police and the army is within the modern systems, I guess. And so when you threaten that, um, it can permit, permit it for a little bit, but eventually they're going to use the power of uh, the monopoly of state violence to uh, keep uh, the system in place, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it will continue to happen everywhere where they feel threatened, and it's... Uh, yeah, it's something that people have to be aware of and uh, not be surprised when it happens, I guess. In that way, it seems like it's very important to remember that sort of fundamental critique of the economic colonial infrastructure of the machinery. Definitely. And, you know, that's something that the, within Godspeed we'd all, we we talked about too. Is that, was, that was the stuff we'd sit around and talk about too or whatever. That That was... The world we were coming from, um, many of the people within the band came from a, will have a background in thinking about this kind of politics and and, and a realization of how the world is set up and uh, a critique of it. And so that came out in our music. I do really, I say this quite a lot, but I find it... Um, I find it interesting, or maybe even sad, that, that we're known as a really political band. When I think of uh, things that inspired us in terms of our politics, and the two big things that come to my mind would be Public Enemy and Crass. And if you look at the amount of text that, that those two groups produced versus us, it's like like two million words versus uh, 200. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I think it's a it's a sign of uh, something. I think it's super interesting that people take us as this political band, but we really haven't said that much, right? We don't have a singer. We don't have lyric sheets, and uh, yeah. But your 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 atmosphere. I mean, the groups that you invite to table at your shows the issues that you vocally support yes and and the song titles which is basically what we have right song titles and a paragraph or two in the record and also your process well yes but the process is hidden from people right they don't really see it you just hmm. it's not a public process it's it's uh the collectivity meaning I mean, I would, it would be a nightmare if it was. It's already hard enough as it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think that's important to, to say. I mean, I think uh, uh, there's something about the collective process that's private in a way. And that's okay, too. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, and we, uh, yeah. Um, it's weird being in this position where we're older. And some younger people do criticize us now, and it's, I think that's a healthy thing. I'm ready for it all. You know, when I go out in the world with that band, with Godspeed, 
a lot of people want to come and tell me how much they like the band and how much mm -hmm. they, the band changed their life and all that. And it's nice that people do that, but uh, uh, I prefer when people come and argue with us. Why? Why? Tell me. Because it's important to be challenged on stuff. And we are in this pretty crazy lucky position for a bunch of like musical reasons, I guess, or industry reasons. We're, we're very well off in this world. And it's good for people to hold us to account for things. And I don't mind uh, some criticism of things, and I don't mind debate around us either. Um, it's hard to do because we're not a political, we're not a public band. We don't have a public presence. But when people come and talk to me and want to fight with me, I find that at least more interesting generally than, um, yeah. And, and I think it's a, it's a healthy thing. Well, often, like, say, for example, some something could that's come up, I mean, I'm vaguely aware is like that some people, you know, would say, oh, well, you should take a position on this issue or support this campaign in a more overt way or send your the money from your shows here or etc. But in, in a way, it, it could be it's an illustration that um, people care about the project. <laughs> No, it's true. It's true. Um, and, uh, well, yeah. I mean, and sometimes sometimes the stuff that you know is, the, like, we know is true that's going on that we can't really control too, right? You know, like, we'll go somewhere far away and then people come like, why are you doing a show with these people? These people are assholes. You should be doing shows with these people over here. And, and it gets into a lot of, like, local politics of things that, we don't necessarily know or can find out about. We don't know people in every country on earth. You know what I mean? And uh, it's also like, logistically, it's kind of a hard thing to get that band around. We're a lot of people. We're a lot of equipment. We're a lot of, uh, and we're also older. Um, people don't want to sleep on people's floors anymore. Um, we're not. <laughs> um, and 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 also there's just like yeah i mean uh, you know in some country far away and doesn't speak our language and place we don't know anybody when people have strong opinions about things sometimes we don't know what to do and sometimes we i know we definitely we end up playing shows you know where it's like people are it's a giant camel cigarette ad out front, and there's like uh, people handing out free cigarettes that happened to us in, before in Athens that was embarrassing <laughs> a long time ago. You know what I mean? <laughs> like these things happen. There's, we're out there dealing with a bunch of, uh, you know, especially at our level, there's, you know, when you have a venue of a thousand people and you own it, uh, you're somebody with some money, generally. And uh, it, and uh, they could be nice people, or they could not be. I don't, I don't even know. You know what I mean? So, so you're balancing a lot of stuff. I also just want to sort of draw back this idea of um, connecting um, how music projects happen. Like you know, we're talking about Godspeed, but 
how music projects don't happen in a vacuum, right? And like, and I think thinking about that interconnection also challenges a lot of Western tropes around like the artist as this like isolated, inspired individual, you know. And go ahead. Really important in the beginning of us when we started blowing up, people just would really put a focus on us. But like the stuff that was happening at the time was all related. Uh, the Casa Sala. Constellation, Alienate, uh, the radio stuff. Uh, it was all, it was all the same group of people. Um, and all those other bands too that were happening at the same time. We were just like a part of something. It wasn't just us. And there was a lot of like coming to look at us as leaders or wanting that sort of magic. But the magic was in, in the, all the work that other people doing. And a lot of that work is really boring, right? Like picking up beer bottles after a show at a collective spaces sucks. Or, or, or working in a collective kitchen. Things happen in a multitude. I was talking with some students yesterday about the student strike and this idea that you had the assay coalition but you also had autonomous actions, right? Like it's a different infrastructure we're talking about here. It's more like a union versus autonomous collectives or with autonomous collectives, right? Um, but the idea that there was a multitude of actions, a multitude of energies. It's a stronger model, I believe, because there's less leaders to co-opt. Um, this diverse collective uh, of ideas and of people working in different collectives on similar projects. I think it's an important concept. Um, yeah. We still have a long way to go though. This world is, this capitalist system is kind of eating the earth as we speak. And uh, we have to, we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. <laughs>